like new faces, familiar faces. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, cut it up. So you running, bro? That's running. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so before we start, can y'all hear me? Let me know if y'all can hear me. Yeah. So before we start, can we all close our eyes and center ourselves? Center yourself with the flow of your breath. Be in this present moment. Be in this now moment. Let your thoughts flow. Giving thanks to Mother Earth. Giving thanks to our ancestors. Sending love to those without a house. Sending those who suffer in silence. Sending love all around the world. Sending love to our elders. Send the love to the youth. Send the love to our children. Calling in the energy of love, abundance, guidance. May we be open with our hearts. May we align our chakras to this present moment. Giving thanks for Chelsea and this opportunity. Giving thanks for the elements. Thank you. All righty. So it's my first time I haven't hosted in a minute, so I'm a little nervous too. But we're going to get past that, right? Up closer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little louder. Okay. A little louder. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. I got y'all. I got y'all. Okay. So let's just start by introducing ourselves and how we feeling. One thing we're grateful for, how about that? Okay. I'll go first. Um, my name is Alondra Orlani. I mean, like, Orlani. Um, what am I grateful for? This opportunity, um, my community, and just, like, you know. I'm Raquel. You can call me Raquel or Kale. Um, I'm grateful for peace of mind. Um, my name is Bethel or Sean, whichever whatever mood I'm in for the day. Um, and I'm grateful for friends. I'm Jessica Laurel, and I am grateful for the fact that I have a voice. My name is Moon, and I'm grateful for the breath, the breath of life. Okay, so to the people who don't know what this is about, um, our focus, me and Chelsea have been really taking the time to think about the things we want to talk about. And so it's about intentional community building um, and centering compassion. I think that this is important to talk about because we have so many different things that's taking place in this world. And um, I think it's important that, you know, it's important that we realize every day we get the opportunity to wake up that it's meant for us to be here. So what can we do to be present within that day and making this world a better place? And so we also connected the chakras. So 
Is everyone familiar with the chakras? Yeah. A little bit. Somewhat. Okay, so <laughs> look, I took notes. I took notes. So I'm trying to I'm gonna make this simple because the concept with the seven chakras is, is really deep. Um because the seven chakras can be connected to the seven days of the week. Um it's connected to colors, it's connected to numbers, it's connected to planets. So um, with the seven chakras, every person in here, we all have it. Everybody has a chakra center. What makes us different is how we engage with our chakras, right? And so the chakras are energy, is our energy field. So each one is connected to something specific. So for instance, we got the throat chakra that's connected to communication. The color is connected to is blue. The element is connected to is water. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole process, but the reason why we should be present with it, because it gives us the ability to realize who we are as an individual and then how we can connect with the world. Um, so some interesting and beautiful things that I've researched, giving thanks to Brother Panic, who passed away, but he has a lecture that speaks about the seven chakras. So there's three places he says that our chakras can be overstimulated, understimulated, or uh, balanced. So let's use society as an example. It's overstimulated, right? So many different things happening, everybody, you know, going against each other, that we're not supposed to be segregated because we're one. Everything is oneness. We all come from the same thing, which is the breath. Um, the more that people can channel what it is that they are feeling, and then the more that they see that everything that we project out is within ourselves, then we realize the bigger picture that we really are all one. And the way to do so is by knowing who you are. It's the concept of know thyself. Um, so I'm gonna just pause right there because <laughs> I'm not sure y'all y'all getting, getting it, yeah? I just wanna be sure I don't want nobody to be confused. Um, so how we want you guys to connect that is to connect it to the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, as far as your brand and your business and how that represents you. So the first question we're gonna ask, or now I got it right here. So how do you show compassion through your actions with the chakras? And then how do you connect that with the brand? The chakra is the sacral chakra, um, which leads more into um, really leaning into our feelings, um, leaning into the things that bring us pleasure, the things that bring us joy. Um, and I think for me, it has been very difficult to actually learning the power of doing that um, and seeing it as actually a compassionate act towards myself um, to be able to experience that joy, to give myself permission to experience joy, to experience pleasure, and to know that it's um, not a privilege, it's actually a divine right. Um, and in doing so, that is a compassionate act to me. Um, but I think one of the things that really kind of helped me recognize the power of that was um, reading Audre Lorde's Poetry is Not a Luxury. She talks so much about how we need to move away from this Western notion of, I think, therefore I am, and instead move toward I feel, therefore, I'm free. And seeing the power and the liberation that comes from engaging our feelings um, and knowing that 
some of the feelings that feel almost inherited. Um, I think we're now in a place where so many people are talking about intergenerational trauma, but like those same wellsprings that we maybe are feeling stress or trauma from past generations are also the same sources of joy and of pleasure from past generations too. And so like seeing that compassionate act as not just something that's about me and me alone, but actually a connection, a divine connection that I can also have with all those who've come before me and also those who are coming. So, yeah. That's beautifully said. <laughs> um, my chakra was the solar plexus chakra, and I'm still learning a lot about it. Um, but it's the connection around being powerful, self-definition, uh, self as well as like the strength to trust. And I think um, most of my work is community oriented. And so how do we trust folks that we don't know, doing canvassing in the community around housing, um, particularly in a city like Chicago, where we get so much um, stigma and sensationalization around the violence that happens and so some of the fear and things um, and so the strength to move through that through the kinds of things that folks will say um, and helping folks kind of ground themselves and understanding that, that ultimately we're our people um, and then working through that through the, the ways that I build relationships either with young people or elderly folks. I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my my chakra was also the solar plexus, um, and kind of going off what she was just speaking about as far as self definition and trust. For, for me personally, it's been more so about trusting myself, my decision making, trusting my confidence, trusting my God, and the journey that I'm on. And as it relates to my business, with me being. Um, before I begin to that, and there's there's power in the process of trusting, and you build that courage and self esteem, and um, and as it relates to my business with personal training, there's a lot. Of course, we think of the physique and the aesthetics of it, but there is a lot that goes on mentally and emotionally, and I have the privilege of being able to tap into people, and they they, they confide in me with parts of themselves that they may not even trust with, you know, their partner, their their parents. Um, and it's a space of, of vulnerability. So creating that, that safe space and getting them to understand the power that they have mentally, emotionally, and of course physically in the gym too, right? We move in a lot of weight, you know, pushing and exercising. Um, but even within my community, this this misperceived notion that, you know, black and brown people don't value health, don't care about health, when in all actuality, a lot of people are just not educated and they feel like a lot of people don't care about them. And if you feel like people don't care about you, you start to not care about yourself too, right? So um, I offer a lot of free services within my community so people know like, hey, I'm a resource, I have access and you know, um, and feasibility can be an issue for black and brown people sometimes. Like, okay, cool, I offer these free sources because I know that, I'm aware of that, my background is in public health, so I'm in a community. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, Okay, um, so mine is the throat chakra, which is about self-expression and trusting your word and expression. And you asked a question related to compassion, and I think one of the most compassionate things I could have done for myself is validate that I'm worthy of creating my own space for basketball. So for the longest time, I always felt like in order for me to make it, I had to work for the WNBA, the NBA, Wilson, any brand related to basketball, but I realized over time that I can actually create my own space. And I think that was 
super compassionate for myself because I think it's hard to pursue an entrepreneurial journey and just like validate that you're worthy of creating that space for yourself and you don't need the help of someone else. So I think with that, I was able to create like OTD off the dribble. Um, So I think that's one way I showed compassion towards myself. But when it comes to the people that come to my space, one of the greatest things you can do is show compassion by making them feel seen and heard and recognizing what is required for that to happen and what can take away from that. So I think every time someone comes into my space, I acknowledge that they came, I you know make them feel welcomed and just remind them that it doesn't matter about how many points you scored or like all your highlights. I think what matters is that you just came and you tried and you did your best. I didn't, I didn't uh, list the seven chakras, I forgot. <laughs> so. On the list of seven chakras, we got the root chakra, sacral, solar, the heart, throat, pineal gland, or the third eye chakra, and then the crown. Um, yeah, I'm gonna make this simple because it's such a, it's such a deep build with this. I don't think people like realize how important it is that we really need to bring back our spiritual systems um, in place. Because I loved how you were speaking about. Um, the Western world, because I feel the same way. I'm like, this shit washed, man. This ain't us. And um, the Eastern teachings really teach us how to be, you know, in balance with ourselves and with other people, too. And I appreciate that. So to start the conversation, um, let's talk about what each of you guys do. And if you had an introduction to chakras before, like, you know, for sure, I can I can start things off. So, again, my name is Jessica Laurel. Um, I am a singer songwriter. Um, I sing with other artists, and I also release music myself. Um, I like to describe my sound as cinematic soul. So, soul is the foundation of the sound. But you know, I trained um, in opera for many years. I did a lot of musical theater. Grew up in church. You know, there's a lot of different influences that play a role in how I create. And I'm often thinking about the visual aesthetic alongside the sound um, when composing. Um, In terms of the chakras, I was actually really excited because I've had a preliminary introduction to chakras, but haven't had the opportunity to really delve deep. But um, what the sacral chakra represents is it embodies everything that I've been working on for the last four years. So I am in the process of wrapping up an album um, that's called Three Sisters, and it's named after the ancient indigenous gardening technique where you can plant three specific crops beside each other. And these plants can grow on their own independently, but when they're planted beside each other, they grow more sustainably and more plentifully. And um, there's a black feminist poet by the name of Zadie Smith who talks a lot about how joy is this strange mixture of pain, terror, and delight. And so pain, terror, and delight function as the three sisters in the album, sort of weaving their way together to interrogate and reflect on the power, the potency, and even the premise of Black joy in particular because of the uniqueness of our pain, our terror, and our delight. And so in the process of working on writing these songs and working on finding the sounds to capture these songs, I also was experiencing in my personal life the work of having to find a way to cultivate joy in the midst of a lot of just 
painstaking stuff, you know? And I feel like it's that's the beauty of it, right? As we create, we're also having that opportunity for the things we're creating to speak back to us. Um, but I think part of it for me has been, how do I get to that place of balance with joy? Um, to not see it as this thing that I have to force, right? Um, but recognizing that that pain speaks to it, um, that the terror in our lives can also speak to it too. Um, but also not downplaying or undervaluing the delight in our lives as well. Um, that that is essential. Those three things are essential to creating that sense of feeling and that sense of joy in our lives. So, yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say like one or two things about chakras, but you definitely. <laughs> it's hard to follow up. <laughs> she snatched everybody. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I founded Off the Dribble, which is a basketball community that hosts runs for women, non-binary, and trans hoopers. And the reason why I wanted to create it was because, you know, I play basketball. I've been playing basketball since I was in fourth grade. And I feel like there was never really a space where you can play, where it welcomed everybody and everyone can come in and feel safe regardless of who you were outside of the court. All that matters was really that you love playing basketball. So I wanted to create a space that ended up becoming off the dribble. And we actually launched in August. So we're still super young, but it's been really great to see it evolve. Um, I had another part that I like can't remember. Okay. No, what was it? Um, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, but one thing that I also wanted to do was acknowledge the existence of all players that exist and the skill levels. So one thing that we do that I don't think a lot of people do is we offer recreational runs and combined runs. And this is for people that, you know, recreational is for people that just play for fun. They're just trying to get some movement in, but then for competitive or, and combined, that's for people that played in college, they played overseas, and they're just trying to get some like runs in to prepare for a league they're playing or if they're going to go overseas. And so um, we try to continue to evolve what we're doing for the basketball space. And over time, we hope to offer um, trainings and social events, but right now we're just starting off with runs. Um, so that's where we're at now. In terms of the chakras, I'm an astrology girly, so like I can talk about my birth chart, I can talk about rising sign, moon sign, sun sign, but with chakras, I don't know that much. So I was really <laughs> excited for this conversation so I could learn more, but when I read um, the information that was provided, the throat chakra really stuck out to me because I felt like it really captured where I was and I didn't really know how to word it. So I'm interested to learn more about, you know, chakras overall. Um, I'm gonna ask you to repeat the question again, just so I make sure I'm answering it correctly, if that's okay. I asked what was your, or tell people a little bit, can y'all hear me? Okay, uh, to tell people what you do, and then what was your introduction to chakras? Okay, so uh, I'm Raquel, I'm a personal trainer and mobility coach. So it's, I, I wear a lot of hats, but we gotta put a title on it, I would say personal trainer, mobility coach. Um, I've been training now since 2017, I would say 2020 professionally. Uh, and I went in full throttle working for myself in 2021. It's been a, an amazing experience. And a chakra that I actually align with is uh, the solar plexus. Um, right, yep, that's it. Uh, and it's, uh, that it, that one really spoke to me because kind of just like, uh, like, like she was saying, 
trying to figure out what kind of stage I was in my life and I couldn't quite put it into words. And it was all about trusting, kind of like I was saying before, trusting, trusting in myself and my decision making, trusting in the process and realizing the power and influence that I have in other people's lives that I probably overlooked several times. Um, and so with personal training and being a group fitness, realizing the different fitness levels that people are at in the classes and me wanting to make it more personalized and customized for that specific individual. So not only do I help with weight loss and weight gain and muscle and the aesthetics behind it, but helping people move well and feel good, right? So um, people who have maybe arthritis, torn ligaments, things like that. Um, so, so yeah, that's it. So you spoke on astrology, right? So, or you know what? I don't want to ask that because I ain't in astrology. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a fuck. But um, have you guys seen the Avatar? Like movie? the Avatar? No, not I think. Oh. I, dang, that was a slow question, on key because it is two different ones. But the, last uh, yeah, What's that? the last Airbender. Uh, it was I watched on it when I was little. Okay. So it's been a while, but yeah, yeah. But that's a, I think well for anyone that actually like want to learn about it in a very simple, fun, playish way. The Avatar, the last Airbender, really touches on the chakras, especially like. It's so much symbology, but you know, they had each of the element tribes and then it was a kid, but he was basically like a hundred years old, but that represents the inner child. And then, yeah, because- I, I did not absorb any of that. What you Yeah, it's like simple, but it's like very kid-like, but y'all should check that out because they really like, teach you how to balance like the elements even with the emotions because you remember the fire nation mm -hmm. bro was already he was always pissed about stuff yeah. so but it was because of the hurt that his family gave him like his mother left him at a young age and then on top of that he got disowned and then he went to tell him Oh, it's the symbology of it because it's my perspective y'all gonna have y'all own relationship to it as well that's how i read it so but it's the second part too avatar Korra. so oh it's like a whole thing yeah it's a whole series hmm. i did have a question how did you get introduced to the chakras how did i get introduced to now you put me on the spot All right. <laughs> um I think for me, it was my curiosity to know something outside of religion because my mother, she raised us in a church and I'm being told I'm going to hell, like all types of crazy stuff. And so I, I couldn't fathom like, how am I going to church every Sunday and I have to pray something that I don't see? Like that does not make sense to me and I got in trouble for it a lot. And then I think, shout out to Paige Flowers. Um, that was a friend I came across and she was into like crystals. She was vegetarian, like she came skinny and I'm like, what happened? Are you sick? And she was like, no, like I just changed my eating. And then she started to teach me about these things. And um, I ended up join, joining the spiritual community and he was teaching us about enneology 
which is the study of numbers. And so you use the number tool to connect yourself for. So for an example, um, I'm a life path eight and I am a psychic five. So how I got these numbers is with the life path eight, I add the month, the year, and the date together. And then that was that's what gives me the life path number. And that's like basically your soul's purpose with the world. And then your psychic number is your own internal journey that you have with yourself. The parts of you that no one knows because you're the only person that feels that. And yeah, like I said, everything is just connected. So I just start connecting the dots and I just been on the journey since. And I have a very deep passion for knowledge and wisdom. And I always want to share it because like you said, our people don't have access to this information. And the information is within, mm-hmm. you feel me? It's our DNA, it's who we are mm-hmm. internally. So it's like, I, it's like me having the faith and hope for our people of like, well, what can this future look like type of thing. I know that was a lot, but that's, <laughs> that's like, so cool. yeah. It kind of reminds me of when you uh, find out your human design. Like it's like there's astrology, yeah. human design, chakras, like kind of everything within spirituality. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like there's so many layers to it, but it's like, layers that can help you learn more about yourself so i get it yeah. i'm not a, I, I don't this the i'm not i haven't studied numbers mm-hmm. but i know a little bit and since this is like a seven year celebration i do know the number seven is a represents a number of completion mm-hmm. oh, really? Yeah. From yeah, from from what I from what I research, I mean, but he studied it for real, so he probably <laughs> he probably know he knows better. But if, if I'm not mistaken, the number seven is the number of completion, and going into year eight sparks new beginnings. So I think that's that's real dope. Yeah, like it's 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 such a a beautiful journey to. That's why I'm like learning about this stuff is cool because. Remember, I was saying that we can connect the chakras to the days, right? So, with can y'all hear me? I'm just trying to be sure. I just gotta be sure. <laughs> I'm paranoid a little bit. Uh, so, in regards to connecting with yourself, right? My psychic number is five. So, the number five is connected to the planet Mercury, and that's the planet of communication in a balanced way without judging people. And then it's connected to throat chakra. So on this particular day, I can be present within my own energy and potent specifically with this planet because of where I was born within the, you feel me, the star. So it's connecting it to astrology with you. Like it's all the same thing, but it's what your truth is and how you define it to be, right? And I think the more that you learn about yourself, that's what can create less judgment amongst other people. Because like you're connecting it with human design, that's what it really is. It's just all of us are being, you know, created in different forms. And essentially we're spirits before we're in our physical. And I think people got to realize that too. That made me think about, um, I know like the the main focus is like community building, intentional community building. Uh And I think one thing that's helped me at least with off the dribble is I used to hate how emotional I was as a person. But over time, I realized that that was my strength because now I knew how to connect to people and what made me feel bad. So I didn't do that to other people. And I feel like 
you know, we talk about spirituality and all the different areas to it, but I feel like to really build community intentionally, you have to one, understand yourself, understand your experiences, how that made you feel, and how you can use those lessons to build your own community as you get older. So it just I just thought about that, so I figured I'd share. So how do so what does love mean? Is it do y'all have like a similar experience too where like you found your own experiences experiences impacting like how you approach your business as well? Um actually yes, hundred percent. I I started my business from my own personal experience. Um I'm having a public health background, me being really passionate about all disciplines and dimensions of health, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, financial, all disciplines. So um and in 2016 was one of the darkest years, my darkest moments of my life, overcoming suicide um, and me using the church, the gym, my therapist uh, as an outlet to become better and to gain control of myself mentally and spiritually. And, you know, physically, I just automatically got in shape because I was just doing that, but it was more of a mental outlet. And I started my business, the name of it is Move Weight, right? So when you think of movement, you think of perseverance, you think of um, just overcoming obstacles. That's what that's what weight comes from, obstacles. Weight is obstacles, uh, challenges, hurdles, trials, tribulations that we all experience. I know when people hear of Move Weight, they actually think, oh, okay, lifting weights and getting in shape, but it's literally, you can internalize it however you want to. And for me, I was in that space where I'm like, okay, I need to persevere and keep moving through whatever I'm going through because in life, you know, nothing gets easier. We just get stronger and figure out how to manage shit better, <laughs> right? Sure. Um, and I took that mindset, that mental fitness, and I embody that within all of my clients and members. So regardless of what it is they're going through, my motto is just keep moving. I don't care if you move slow, take a break if you need to, but just keep moving because, you know, as long as there's life in your body, breath in your body, you just got to keep moving. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's that simple. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for still being here, G. Like, I just got emotional because, like, I recently just lost someone through suicide. I lost a couple of people. And, yeah, and they were only 23. So, like, it changed my whole perspective and, you know, how I want to, like, show up in the world. So the fact that, like, you were able to get through that, it shows you that, like, your work is really needed, especially with our youth, man, because it's important to really let people know that they're loved and that they have a support system because right. we don't we don't really know what people be going through internally. Right. So, especially, and I don't want to harp on it too much because yeah. I overcame it, but especially in 2020 when mm -hmm. mental health spiked like crazy during the pandemic and me having overcome that in 2016, I was in a space where it's like, Oh, okay. I'm, I overcame this. I'm able to help people. So I, I turned the basement of my home into a gym and I invited a couple of people just to get out the house, you know, just to have an outlet. And they loved it. And they like, we want to keep doing this. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. That like we could just, so it's end up sustaining itself. But, uh, but yeah, that's exactly how I look at it. I feel like I'm doing work that I was, it's, it's purposeful. It's, I'm passionate about it. And it's, I was chosen by God to do this. Like, this is my calling. And it's, you know, that's, I'm fulfilling it. That's it's, it's great. It's amazing. Yes, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.